This is the Lou Crew and You podcast where we seek to answer questions to the question, if you could ask God one question, what would it be? My name is Lauren and I'm joined today by my friend Jimmy for episode 16 where we're going to plan to tackle the question, why do miracles happen less frequently today than they did in biblical times? Do miracles still happen at all? But first, Jimmy's going to kick us off with our On the Line segment. Absolutely. So our On the Line segment is pretty cool. It's uh, biblical archaeologists recently discovered a boat-like formation matching the biblical description of Noah's Ark um, in eastern Turkey, actually. And they used 3D scans to do this. So Andrew Jones, who led the project, believes the formation matches the biblical description of Noah's Ark. Um, And the boat formation is also believed to be the exact length of the ark, which is around 150 meters or 300 cubits is what the Bible uh, says. Mm-hmm. Um, so Mount Tendudic, I guess <laughs> is how you pronounce it, is located near uh, the mountains of Erat, which is traditionally believed to be where Noah's ark came to rest after God flooded the earth. Uh, mm-hmm. That's in uh, Genesis 8-4, actually, you can find that. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Ryan uh, Mauru, president of the Doubting Thomas Research Foundation, which is part of the project, says that the new findings further the, the support, the historicity um, of the biblical arc mm-hmm. um, and its uh, authenticity, which is, you know, as we've done more episodes of finding an archaeological discoveries, mm-hmm. and this is just crazy to find. I think it's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, but so with that, though, uh, we're actually going to jump right into today's episode. And like Lauren said, it's going to be about why do miracles happen less frequently, if they even happen at all. Hmm. So, can you guess what movie that song is from? I can't. I didn't know what come, it was. Oh, come on, Jimmy. This is a pure cinematic classic. Listen, I, I guess uh, I'm not a cinematic connoisseur. Oh, my goodness. Okay, Julie Andrews, Anne Hathaway. All right, Princess Diaries. I know a lot of y'all wow. knew exactly where we were going with that, but okay. I didn't know that. Okay. I've seen that movie. I You've seen that. it? Oh, yeah. my goodness. Okay, well, you should watch it again. I didn't watch it earlier this week. Maybe question mark. <laughs> okay, well, Jeez. I know. So, so the Bible is filled with miracles. Uh, there's Moses parting the Red Sea so that the Israelites could escape slavery from the Egyptians. Daniel surviving the lion's den, Jesus healing the blind and lepers, casting out demons. Uh, There's the Jesus feeding the 5,000. But that was then, and this is now. So why do miracles happen less frequently today, or seemingly so, than they did in biblical times? Do they even still happen at all? So in a Desiring God interview with Pastor John Piper, he said this, There are probably more miracles happening today than we realize. If we could collect all the authentic stories all over the world, from all the missionaries, all the saints, and all the countries of the world, all the cultures of the world, if we could collect all the millions of encounters between Christians and demons and Christians and sickness and all the so-called coincidences of the world, we would be stunned. We would think we were living in a world of miracles, which we are. Yeah, exactly. I think that's really important that we have that global perspective mm-hmm. because I feel like it, we can just get in our one culture bubble and mm-hmm. think, well, I don't see them, so they don't happen. Right. It's like, well, the world's a big place. And so miracles are definitely happening. We just may not be aware of it. Mm-hmm. So increasingly with that, we hear the objection that since miracles don't happen, therefore Christianity is not true. Um, but in reality, though, the universe does not function as a closed system of merely cause and effect. 
and therefore miracles are very much possible and they are not incompatible with natural law or science, actually. Yeah, so second, miracles do still happen today. I have personally experienced one that totally changed my life, and I'll share that with y'all in a bit. Um, Finally, the Bible records the greatest miracle that has ever been recorded in all of human history, which is the sacrificial death and resurrection of Jesus Christ to pay for the sins of humanity. And this miracle came at a great cost, and it demands a response from all of us. Yeah. So before diving deeper into the topic, though, let's make sure we're kind of like defining some terms with uh, everything that we're using. So Dr. Norman Geisler, who was an American Christian, systematic theologian, and philosopher, defined a miracle as divine intervention into or an interruption of the regular course of the world that produces a purposeful but unusual event that would not have occurred otherwise. All right, so that's very specific, but, you know, we, like I said, define our terms. So in other words, though, a miracle is a special act of God that interrupts the natural course of events. So if God exists, the miracles are definitely possible. And God, as the all-powerful creator and sustainer of everyone and everything, has authority to intervene in his creation as he desires. Mm-hmm. Um, and he uh, definitely still chooses to intervene. So in a 2018 crossexamine.org article written by Ryan Leisure, pastor at Grace Bible Church in South Carolina, we read that, according to Barna Research, two out of every five U.S. adults say they've experienced a miracle. Well, that's, if you do the math, that's roughly 94 million miracles claimed in the U.S. alone. Unless we think it's simply the uneducated who believe this, 55% of all U.S. physicians have seen medical results they would consider miraculous. Hmm. So miracles, they're not common, are actively occurring all around the world, affirming the God who enacts them. Yeah, and so... Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, it's a so, lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I told y'all I'd share a personal miracle that I've experienced. So, when I was almost 13 years old, it was, uh, the day after Christmas, my mom told me and my little sisters she was leaving our dad and would be moving out. And meanwhile, the only friends I had were, you know, intensely cyberbullying me, intentionally excluding me. At that time, I felt completely abandoned and rejected. Well, my extended family had this tradition every winter where we'd stay in the cabins in Brown County State Park, Indiana, for about a week. And that particular year, mom wasn't going to be there, and I no longer had any friends. So you can imagine I wasn't my normal cheery self. Uh, There was bitterness and resentment welling up in my heart. I needed some space from my family for a bit, so I went down to the basement level of the main lodge where there was a small, empty arcade room. Now, to clarify, I was already a Christian at this point. However, at this very moment, I just remember being pretty angry with God, overwhelmed by my fears, fears that their divorce was my fault, fears that I wasn't worth loving or being someone's friend, and fears that Jesus himself had for some reason decided to abandon me to the pain I was feeling so deeply. It felt like I was drowning and that God was nowhere to be found. I remember asking him, do you even care about me at all? So after about 15 to 20 minutes, I'm like pacing and wrestling uh, with, you know, with God about these tough questions of why were all these things happening just to get no response. I reluctantly turned to head upstairs to join my family for a movie night. So the biggest storm of my life had hit and I allowed myself to be just totally consumed by my fears. And more than that, I, I blamed God. I seriously doubted that he was in control or that he could be trusted to take care of me. 
I think we've all experienced this. Different storms of life come, whether that's tension in the family, heartbreak, maybe an unwanted medical diagnosis, or something else, and we choose to respond in fear rather than faith. We lose sight of who, who God is. We blame him for our circumstances and fail to trust that in his compassion and authority, he'll provide exactly what we need. So sometimes he does this through miracles that simply can't be explained by natural causes, just like Jimmy was saying. So I should clarify, I was the only one in this room. And before I could head up the stairs, all of a sudden, the, the claw in the claw machine, I don't know what to call that, claw machine, started moving on its own, y'all. It dropped two prizes, and I guess those are clearly meant to be claimed by me, right? There's like no one else in this room. Also, you can't win that when you play it yourself. Right, I know. So, so I was like, that's got to be for me. But So I was like kind of freaked out, so super afraid. I, I like slowly approached the machine to assess the situation. And the first thing was a Tootsie Roll because the Lord knew I needed chocolate. But the other prize was this keychain that had a little footprint with sand in it and a quote that read this. And the Lord replied, my precious child, I love you and would never leave you. During your times of trial and suffering, when you see only one set of footprints, it was then that I carried you. So I could not make sense of the miracle that had just happened. I started looking around this machine, trying to find any tangible, logical signs that maybe there were tons of other, like, Christian-y type prizes, you know, crosses, Jesus fishies, Bible trading cards or something, and I, I found nothing. Like, that keychain was the only of its kind. So I immediately fell to my knees and began weeping, praising God for who he is, because in that moment, in a sweet act of kindness, our powerful, almighty God revealed to me he is completely in control, and he promises to protect me. He would carry me through the storm, um, and it was at that point in my life when I began to take my faith much more seriously. I surrendered my fears. I gave full control over to an incredibly relational and all-powerful God who really does care about each of us that deeply. So that, that miracle changed my life. God intervened in that moment to miraculously break natural law, literally causing a machine, okay, to operate on its own <laughs> in order to deliver a gift to me that communicated exactly what I needed to be here or needed to hear to be reassured of his love for me in that moment. But the greatest miracle of history that radically displayed his love for me, along with the rest of mankind, like we said earlier, was his death and resurrection. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I love that story of Lauren. It's so powerful. It's so real. And it's just an example of a miracle, right? It's mm -hmm. an example of a miracle that can change a life. Um, and so I just think it's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so... Miracles like that obviously like might blow your mind or be like, wow, I've actually never heard anything like that. Um, but they're just small testimonies, right? Pointing to the greatest miracle of human history. And that's what Lauren said. Hmm. So Natasha Crane, who's a Christian apologist and a uh, adjunct professor, uh, professor at Southern California, she said in her 2018 uh, cross-examined article, we need to be really clear on which miracle claims ultimately have been have bearing on the truth of Christianity. People often get caught up in discussing modern day miracles or lack thereof, but there is only one miracle claim that is the ultimate test for the truth of Christianity, the resurrection. As Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15:14, if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain and your faith is in vain. Hmm. So here are several historical facts surrounding the resurrection that nearly all scholars uh, agree on, both Christians and skeptics. So, for example, that Jesus died by crucifixion. 
that the disciples at least believed that Jesus rose and appeared to them, that the church persecutor Paul um, was suddenly changed and became a believer, and that Jesus' own skeptical brother James was suddenly changed as well. We have a whole episode on the resurrection. Mm-hmm. It's our Easter one if you want to go dive into those claims and everything. But, yeah, I just wanted to kind of make a comment as far as miracles as well is that I think especially if you are maybe in American culture, if you're listening in America or if you're maybe even on a college campus especially and you're, you know, in that culture, mm-hmm. um, the enemy, the devil, or just our own self are going to look t- to anything not to believe in God. And mm-hmm. so if the existence of a miracle would maybe start making you question the existence of spirituality, of God, of the existence of something more than physical, then that is what your own biases are going to look for, no miracles. And that's what the, the enemy, we say the devil, is also going to like attack you with, is actually just making you not believe in miracles, mm-hmm. right? Because he doesn't care what you believe in. As long as it's not Jesus, mm. right? And so in other cultures that very strongly as a culture ha- do ag- believe in a supernatural realm, miracles are happening often, I would even, like I would argue. And there's mm-hmm. plenty of evidence to back that up, mm-hmm. especially if you talk to any missionary who's gone to a culture where that culture believes in the supernatural. Mm-hmm. Then miracles happen and you see things. Yeah. and. Good and evil, right? Yes, you you yes. see the supernatural realm. So I just want to make that clarification of, you know, you are in a culture and you, you can be biased by that yeah. for sure. Um, but yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that. yeah, that's really important um, to be thinking through just not our own cultural lens. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, by God's grace, we have different people groups all over the yeah. world that, yeah, that's great. So, so Jesus Christ, according to the Bible, which we do believe has full authority, mm-hmm. um, he lived a perfect life. He died on the cross to pay for our sins that were separating us from him. And then God the Father miraculously raised him to new life three days later. So this miracle affirms that Christianity is true and it requires a response from us. He invites us into an eternal relationship with himself by grace through faith. So if you haven't already, um, would you surrender your life to the one who miraculously intervened on your behalf to save you? So we don't have the supernatural ability to save ourselves, and saving grace cannot be earned. Head knowledge of miracles is irrelevant if it doesn't lead to the miracle of heart transformation. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's just, what a miracle, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, the question we brought up earlier, it's like, well, miracles don't happen, so Christianity is not true. It's like, well, hold on. That's a separate question about now that we kind of already talked about. Miracles do happen. But the only miracle that matters mm. is the resurrection. Mm-hmm. That's like what we said. We think the Bible is authoritative. The Bible says that, mm-hmm. as we just quoted. Paul says, you know, mm-hmm. huh? if he didn't raise, then it's, it's all for nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that's the miracle to be concerned with, I guess, if you want to be concerned about this question. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, uh, with that, we're already going to wrap up to our lightning round. Um, so real quick, if God exists, are miracles possible? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, but, but because science exists, are miracles impossible? No. No. We went for that definition of what a miracle was and, and how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, well, what's the biggest miracle in all of history? The resurrection of Jesus. <laughs> exactly. And again, that's the one that matters yes. if you're concerned about this topic. Mm-hmm. And so, but finally, but do miracles happen today? Yeah, they sure <laughs> yes, do. They do. And as you've heard a personal testimony and there's documented evidence as mm-hmm. we've went through um, with 
uh, just in the U.S., which is a very, like we went through, non-spiritual, supernatural mm-hmm. culture, there's, there's been documented evidence. Mm-hmm. And in other cultures, it, the numbers are way higher. Mm-hmm. Um, so for sure. Uh, well, y'all, we appreciate y'all checking in tonight and li- uh, today and listening, or tonight, I guess, wherever you are. Um, if you are interested in even deeper discussions about this question or other Christian topics, uh, you can reach out to us. You can search for Crew Campus Ministry, and you can send us an email or a note on anchor.fm slash you or find us on social media. Uh, you can just have a crew on social media, you know, Instagram and everything. And any one of the student leaders here at UofL or any student leader at the college campus of Crew is there has would love to meet you and get you a coffee you know i know it's getting colder so we got <laughs> hot apple cider hot chocolate you know um but we want to meet up with you and, and answer these questions or if we can't discuss them um so i want to close up with a shout out to lauren uh who was here with us today and also alexis for idea contributions and uh garrett metz for our theme music and as always uh, glory to god for his provision and creating the opportunities for this podcast to become a reality um so You all have a blessed week, everyone. Mm